from the talking heads on TV to that one coworker who knows everything to your second cousin whose uncle is a bank teller. Everybody has retirement advice. What do you think? We took to the streets and asked regular folks about retirement and how they are. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Joining me today, as always, Joe Murphy, investment advisor, representative, and independent fiduciary. You'll find him at Murphy Wealth Management. The website is mwmfinancial.tax, mwmfinancial.tax. And uh, Joe, hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, Steve. How about you, buddy? Doing well, yeah. Come, you know, trying to recover from vacation. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a good. That's a good recovery time. Usually, you need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah. So, not sure if you're in that boat, Steve. Oh, yeah, but that, thanks absolutely. for being with us. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. And uh, so, I, okay, in the in the week that I was gone, things uh, continued, right? Roller coaster ride continued. Things continued. And, you know, what we have right now is a lot of uncertainty out there, especially with, with the market. No one knows what is going on right now. You know, we've seen equities climb. We've seen, you know, the Fed talking recession, no recession, you know, rate rate hikes, rate pauses. No one knows what is going on. And, you know, we're getting mixed signals from our Federal Reserve. So it's a very confusing time. And what we're looking at is actionable items. And one of the main things that came out recently that, you know, I really paid attention to um, was Brookfield. And Brookfield is a big time office owner. Um, I think they're out of Los Angeles. They defaulted on $161 million debt for buildings. So we're looking at it. We're looking at commercial lending guys. And, and this is a lot of news outlets and people have projected that this may be the next domino to fall. Is it going to? It's something definitely you want to pay attention to if you're invested in equities right now. Um, the kicker is the banking industry. You know, we just had that SVP crash. We had the, you know, the Fed come out recently saying our banking system is safe. You know, I am just after the transitory issues and all that, you know, I'm not taking their word um, as gospel at this point. Um, but the kicker is the banking industry, they, they actually increased their exposure to commercial real estate and lending into the pandemic. And there's a record number of commercial mortgages right now, and they're going to expire. This is to the tune of $270 billion. Wow. So 80%, the majority of these loans are held by small banks. And by small banks, I mean less than $250 billion in assets. And this is according to the Wall Street Journal. So as we're looking at this unfold, um, I think it's really important to ask the trillion dollar question is, are these borrowers going to make good on, on these debts and on these loans? And I think that's the thing is the Fed going to be put in a secondary position to bail out all these smaller banks if commercial lending is the next domino to fall. It's something that we are watching like a hawk here. And like I said, the uncertainty, especially if you are in that retirement red zone, if you're 10, you know, five years away from that big day, is the potential upside worth the potential downside? And, you know, for our clients and a lot of people that are looking, you know, to retire, you know, soon, you know, there's two different types of portfolios you can set up. You know, you can set up a portfolio that's designed to grow your money. You can also set up a portfolio that's designed to produce income, but you can't do both. And, and that's the choice that we're seeing is most people, Steve, have their money in their 401ks. These 401ks are invested in mutual funds. And if you look at the variety on a lot of these retirement plans, they're all growth funds, international funds. You know, they are full steam ahead towards equity growth in these retirement plans. And that could be the downfall for a lot of people in that near-term near retirement red zone if these equities do fall. There's no guarantee. You know, look at what the Fed has done to bail out the banking crisis, $400 billion in liquidity. That's why we're seeing the S&P 500 move up over the past six weeks because of the liquidity injected in the system. It creates an illusion. It creates an illusion of safety. But we always, at this firm, peel back the layers and look at the reality. Watch commercial lending. I know, Steve, that's what we have our eyes on. We'll see if that's the next domino to fall. And what happens if it does? Um, then you're going to have another Fed bailout. And, you know, at this point, um, I don't think they would have a choice. And then, you know, my, my March Madness bank bracket would probably come true with JP Morgan being the last standing <laughs> bank, because then it might be, you know, the big three. 
Um, but if we have a fallout of these small regional banks, I mean, that's a scary situation. Sure. If you look back to the Great Depression in 1929, you know, when we really had a collapse, my question is to a lot of radio listeners is, you know, you have a mortgage at your small bank and it, and it fails. What happens to the house? You know, what happens to the assets? It would be crisis. It would be panic. We have to think, guys, there is a light. Everything happens in cycles. There's sure. patterns that we have to, you know, we will emerge from this. We will have a positive from this, but we're going to go through some, we're going to go through some rough times. Recession is ahead, regardless of what the Fed says. You know, we, we can't have earnings like we're having and, and not being in a recession. So we are going to have a slowdown. But when that's coming, no one knows. Timing is everything. It is indeed. And and, and so let's get back to what we were talking about here sure. as we get into, um, as you said, uh, everybody's got retirement advice, and, uh, you know, and they sure do. Um, and so with that in mind, we sent Dave Perkins and Chrissy Paradis to the streets to start looking at and talking to people about, about retirement planning. Just a couple of statistics going in. Uh, the survey by the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, 17% of workers are confident they'll have enough money to retire comfortably. 56% say they're going to plan to work past 65 or not plan to retire at all. So what are the normal people saying? Uh, is that similar? Are they echoing that? Well, it's a pretty comprehensive plan that takes into account um, all of our assets, real estate, everything. I'm going to work as long as I can, and then I'm going to enjoy my grandchildren, great-grandchildren. That's my plan. I've got rental properties, stock count, savings, bonds. Um, we are saving money out of our monthly paycheck and trying to slowly start building up a savings. Well, I guess, you know, that's kind of where people are, isn't it? Yeah, it, look, <clears throat> you know, you have to pay your future self, you have to save. And, and it's good to hear word on the street. And I love that they did that. I love that they went out and took, you know, the 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 pulse of what's going on with American people and what their feelings are. Um, but, you know, with Social Security, the way it is, you know, we have to save. And that's why, you know, the Secure Act 1 and the Secure Act point two or 2.0, excuse me, was, you know, the government's message saying we need to save more. Are we in actuality saving more? I think that that savings gap is creating, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger problems because we're not saving as a whole. And, and right. that's the unfortunate thing is we have a large portion of our population that is completely unprepared to go into those unemployed years, you know, voluntarily unemployed or retired years, but willfully and, and unfortunately ill-prepared um, for what's coming next. And, you know, it, it's, look, it's part of life. You know, we all took care of the things that were in front of us. You know, maybe our kids needed a little extra help, so we didn't save as much. You know, there's, there's common factors that all created this final product of a low amount of retirement savings, but it is what it is. Right now, we have to convince younger people to start saving and saving and saving so we don't consistently have this problem from generation to generation. But, you know, it's good to hear that people are trying. And that's one of the things that we do at this firm is we show people how to save more efficiently, more effectively for retirement. So you don't have all your eggs in your qualified plan and then you got a future time bomb when tax rates go up in the future. So these are things that you wanna focus on and it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have a partner in savings to making sure you're doing it in the most efficient manner allowed by law. Sure, and and again, that I mean, again, I like kind of that cross section of people there, mm -hmm. but uh, they also to talk to folks about annuities. What are your thoughts on annuities? I don't like them. Why, why do you not like them? Well, annuities tend to pay the broker or the salesperson a lot of money, and anything that pays a big commission is not generally good for the client. Well, that, uh, I mean, again, that certainly is an opinion, isn't it? It absolutely is. And look, you know, when you're when you're dealing with, you know, over 100 plus insurance companies out there that are selling, you know, thousands of different annuity products, they come in all shapes, sizes, forms. And, you know, unfortunately, not everyone is good. That doesn't mean they're all bad. Like I'm a trader. You know, I don't look at one stock and be like, I hate that stock. It doesn't mean I hate 
all stocks. The same thing with annuities. They do offer a benefit. Is it a fit for everyone? No. And that gentleman, maybe it just doesn't fit. Maybe he's super rich and doesn't need to depend on his savings for retirement and doesn't want an effective distribution vehicle. But my question always comes is, you know, where are you going to put your money that's protected from the stock market, bond risk, you know, that's still going to earn or potential respectable returns based on the market? There's not a lot out there outside of equity index and that actually do that. Second, you know, for people that are going to be depending on their retirement savings to supplement their lifestyle in retirement, you know, with the 4% rule now with Morningstar downgrading it to 3.3, some, some outlets are saying 2.5 on a systematic withdrawal plan, the annuity allows you to take more, so much more and guarantee that you will never have longevity risk and never run out of money. So, you know, what other investment product is going to take sequence of returns risk off the table? These are all things that annuities do, but they don't all do that. You have to be with the right firm that knows and has access to these specialized products that can give you potential upside, that can provide that peace of mind, that lifetime income, and allow you to get more of that money each year, but guarantee that you never run out of money before you run out of life. I am not an annuity salesperson. We're a fiduciary firm. But like anything, if you look at, you know, use an analogy like golf, you know, you have to have the right club in your hand. And sometimes an annuity is a really good fit, especially for those retirees. They're going to need to use a portion of those retirement savings to maintain their lifestyle. Nothing distributes assets like an annuity. Nothing gives you that peace of mind knowing that you will never run out. I like the sound of that, Joe. And in fact, let's go ahead and invite folks to call, get some spots on the calendar and uh, come on in. You got it, Steve, and we're going to do it again this week. So next 10 callers into the show, we are going to do a complimentary financial review. More importantly, a portfolio review, especially in this type of volatility. What happens next? We want to make sure that our clients are prepared. So if you're looking for an income plan or a portfolio review, Steve, give our listeners that magic number and we will get to work. You got it, Joe. 800-930-5905-800-930. 5905. That's the number to call, an opportunity to get that financial roadmap put together. Joe is there for you. He can help make things very clear and easy to understand. A, tor- a true practical financial review, and it's a phone call away. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now. 800-930-5905. Quick break for us. We're coming back. We've got a whole lot more to talk about here on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. When we come back, special Special guest, Mr. Paul Payne, is going to join. Welcome back, everybody. Wealth Health Radio continues. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Joining me today, as always, of course, Joe Murphy. Having a great show already. And now we're going to take a bit of a turn. Uh, Joe, by the way, independent fiduciary advisor and uh, Murphy Wealth Management, of course, and so much more. Um, you've, uh, you must be feeling a little bit relaxed now the tax day is behind us, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, that's always a, it's always a pressure, fun-filled uh, event. <laughs> it is firm, <laughs> but, you know, you get through it and you look back and, you know, we're already on to, to planning for our retirees and, and getting on. But anytime there's a deadline, there's stress. And, you know, time stress is one of the worst, but you get through it. We always look back and be like, that one's done. On to the next one. All right. Well, on to the next. We, uh, you've got a special guest today. Uh, let's, uh, let's introduce him. We do. We have uh, Mr. Paul Payne is joining us on the show today. Paul's been on the show previously. He is not only a, a good friend of the show, he's he's a good friend to our firm and myself. I've known Paul now for about five years, um, worked together, especially on a lot of, of, of cases. Paul is an insurance professional. He is a retirement planning expert. I mean, this guy is his top notch when it comes to insurance products, planning, legacy planning. Um, when it comes to wealth transfer, he really knows how to dial it in to get his clients um, that wealth transfer in the most tax efficient manner allowed by law. And he uses very specialized products. And I wanted to have Paul in today just to have a discussion. Just so radio listeners know, Paul's one of those guys that you talk to for five minutes and you feel like you've known him for your whole life. He is an incredible human being. He's a good person and 
a wonderful part of this community. Pulso is also owns a restaurant here in Chesterton. So if you're ever on the if you're ever on the interstate and you're driving by Chesterton, Indiana, check out Abioko, Paul's restaurant. The food is absolutely fantastic. Paul, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me back, Joe. Thanks for the uh, drop in on the restaurant too. It's always uh, free. Free advertising is always accepted. Well, you know what? You, you, you feed me well when I'm there, Paul. Definitely worth a little bit of a plug, but the food is absolutely outstanding. I love Italian cuisine, so one of my favorite spots to go to in this area. I appreciate that. So, Paul, I wanted to have you on um, talking a little bit about insurance. Um, obviously, Paul Paul runs a firm probably, what, about a mile down the road from from us, um, right on Route yes, 30. yes. Yep, in, in Valparaiso. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've known Paul for about five years now. We work together jointly. Paul actually advises our firm when it comes to legacy planning and finding the right insurance fits to protect our, our you know, our client's income, to protect our client's family. Um, Paul's been instrumental with that. And over the years, we've gotten to know him. Our clients have gotten to know him. Just a super guy. And, you know, we were just talking the other day, and I wanted to have him on the show to kind of address some of the, the stigmas of life insurance and why it can be one of those words that as soon as you hear it, you might want to stick your head in the ground. And maybe it's the, the mortality that we all don't want to face, or maybe we don't understand quite how life insurance works. But Paul, I just wanted to get your, your input on, you know, life insurance as a term, you know, how, how are you seeing clients approach it? How are you approaching it with your clients? How does it fit? What is it? Joe, it's, it, it can be confusing, right? And it's one of those things that gets talked about in a negative sense a, a lot, right? I always say that there's always like the used car salesman and then the, the the insurance guy that shows up at your door with a briefcase, right? And I'm not sure where that stigma started where like, you know, covering your family, doing what's responsible. Why, why all of a sudden people don't talk about it, right? And I always say insurance is completely different than any other part of a portfolio or anything in the financial world. And the reason for that is, is Joe, when you have clients come to your office and they hand you money to invest, okay? Um, no one tells you, Joe, I don't want you to grow my money too much. I just want <laughs> you to grow it a little bit. Everyone has the same goal. Let's try to get as much money as we can with the least amount of risk, right? That, that seems to be uh, the, the scenario most people look into. However, with life insurance, it's more of a belief system, right? I have clients who their main goal in life is maybe they grew up poor, maybe they struggled, maybe they're afraid of the future for what, what's lying ahead for their kids and grandkids or maybe their church. And they say, look, we want to take a significant amount of our money and we want to put that into life insurance and we're going to leave a legacy to the next generation. That's what's important to me. The next guy through my door might say, look, I've provided a wonderful education for my family or for my children. I've provided a roof over their head. I've helped them out in other ways, maybe helped them start a business. I want to spend the money I have, and I, I don't care what I leave behind because I've already provided that base, okay? So it's a belief system more than it is sometimes strategy, okay? So what we have to do is look at the belief system, look at what the goals and objectives are, and figure out the best way to align them in a tax-efficient way to leave that legacy that they're looking for. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I know I know my personal life insurance situation, you know, I, I I'm worth more in the ground than I am above it. And I want it that way because if I'm no longer here to provide for Amber and our family, uh, that life insurance becomes instrumental in, in replacing the income that would be lost and making sure that they could go on financially without, you know, having to deal with the emotional loss. Now you have a financial situation to deal with. You know, when it comes down to it, Paul. Uh, life insurance is a tool of leverage, correct? Uh, correct. Absolutely. And it goes back to that stigma of people not understanding, you know, they may not have the same goal as someone else. So they look upon other people differently by what they're doing. And, and I always, I always use the same analogy of this. I always say, look, you know, if you remember during coronavirus, there was only two things you could watch on TV. Um, on the one, one side of the TV was the ticker watching all the stocks go up and down like crazy with volatility. The other side was the death toll, right? Which both of them kind of relate to life insurance, but everybody became a day trader during, during coronavirus. And, you know, you, you, when we could get together, everyone was talking about their stocks. They were buying, Oh, I bought Tesla. Did you buy Tesla? Did you see what happened to zoom video? Oh, this is going to be the next generation. Now this has happened. So we got to buy this stock. 
And everyone was, I mean, talking hard dollars about how much money was being invested. And I, I look back at that and I said, could you imagine coming to that same party and, and talking to everyone and just coming outright and saying, uh, and, and by the way, guys, I noticed that you can die. Like, like death is a real thing. I think everybody has known someone that died of coronavirus. So I went ahead and bought a $10 million life insurance policy on, on myself. So if I die, my family gets $10 million. I think people would look at you like you're crazy. Like, why would you say that? And all you're, all you're doing is being responsible. You're creating leverage with the dollars you have. And for some reason, that stigma is still stuck in our society that we shouldn't talk about life insurance. You should buy a policy. The younger you are, the better off you are. You go put it somewhere in a safety deposit box. You only tell your beneficiary where it is. And the day you pass away, they're going to go and unlock that box and grab the, and, and grab the policy. Um, guys, that's so far from the truth. And that's such a harmful way of, of trying to protect your portfolio and your legacy. Yeah. And I think that's probably an old school way to look at it. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, most of us, you know, when we talk to, to clients or you talk to family and friends, you know, I have life insurance, I get it through work. Um, and, you know, there's some there's some downfalls. It's wonderful to, to be protected that your company gives you an insurance policy to cover you while you're there. But like Paul just said, you know, the cost of insurance is based at when, when, when you take it out. But when you leave that workplace, you mostly lose that insurance coverage, correct, Paul? Yeah. In fact, I've been an expert witness in the past of, of lawsuits or yeah, what actually were lawsuits that were in the midst of being settled. But um, what most people don't understand with their with their work insurance is they don't always control it. Now, there are some work plans that you that are mobile and you can take with you. Um, but majority of these things are not. And just imagine coming down with a grave disease like cancer or, um, you know, some of these cognitive impairments. Um the only way that you can still get money by not working for your family is to go on maybe social security disability. Well, guess what happens when you're in the middle of battling cancer and you have to go on social security disability? You're no longer employed. So I've actually seen people lose three, $400,000 of life insurance because they had to leave their position while they were dying. And that's something you never want to be part of. No, absolutely not. And, you know, that that's a really good point about workplace insurance and, you know, planning for yourself, you know, around your, your, your company and making sure that you have the protection tools to take care of your family. And when it boils down to it, there's different types of insurance policies, just like there's different types of annuities. You know, it's like the same golf club analogy. You want to make sure you're bringing the, the right club out. Um, the different types of, of insurance, Paul, and correct me if I'm wrong here, we have term policies, we have whole life, universal life, permanent plans. So those are the two main types. Can you just break those down real quick, just first make sure I'm correct, and then break down those two types so we can understand the difference between these two types of insurance policies and what they're both good for? Yeah, Joe, great. Um, yeah, you, you hit on the head. There's basically permanent and then there's term. Um, and there's a few different types of each, right? So term insurance is is kind of like renting time, okay? It is the cheapest type of insurance out there. Um, usually doesn't have a ton of other benefits, no cash value, nothing like that. Um, it is strictly there to cover you for time. And there's a great need for this, right? Um, this is my favorite type of insurance to, to use for replacement of income, right? If you're making $100,000 a year, um, you should really, I tell everyone they've got to have at least 10 times their income, which is a million dollars of life insurance. Um, guys, if, if you had a, um, a machine in your basement that was printing a hundred thousand dollars a year, which you are as a worker, what would you insure that machine for? You wouldn't insure it for one year. You would insure it for years worth. Right. And so what we have to do is we have to look at, first of all, let's make sure that our income is, is covered and, and insured. You are by far your biggest asset. Okay. When I talk to clients and I say, what's your biggest asset? Most of my clients will say, usually my home or my 401k or my IRA. Guys, if your home is your biggest asset, you have a really, really difficult time ahead financially when you retire. Okay. Um, so let's really cover your biggest asset and that's your ability to earn money. Okay. Other types of insurance out there, there's indexed universal life. Um, probably my favorite, gives tons of flexibility. It can give some guarantees. It's got built-in um, accelerated death benefits for, for long-term care situations, for heart attacks, for strokes, things like that. 
And then the final one is is basically, and that and that's a, a indexed or interest driven type policy. And then there's whole life, which is an older school type insurance. It's dividend based, um, not as flexible, um, has more guarantees and things like that. But basically, you want to try to use those different tools to meet your goals and objectives, and you just have to make sure you have the correct tool that you're using. Like any professional planner, you know, you have everything at your disposal. You know, some of the, like we were talking about the stigmas of, of life insurance, and, you know, maybe one of the things is there, you, you take out a term policy that, what, 10, 15, 20 years, and maybe you think it's the be-all, end-all, and, you know, God forbid, um, you live to 30 years, and that expires basically worthless, and now you put all that money in and you have no coverage. So maybe the wrong type of policy was applied to a situation um, that, that went backwards, and maybe that's why someone has a stale um, impression of insurance. Well, we better, fi- we better put a pin in it right now, though, Joe, and, and invite folks to call, and we can get right back to it. You got it. So for the next 10 callers, we are absolutely zeroed in on risk management and also less and protecting your family. So we are going to give a complimentary review to our next 10 callers that call into the show right now. Steve, give our listeners that magic number and we will get to work on their plan. You got it, Joe. It's 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905 if you'd like to be a part of it. 10 callers right now gets the comprehensive financial review. No cost, no obligation. Just give us a call. 800-930-5905-800-930. 930-5905. When we come back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe Murphy is here. Paul Payne is here. We're having a lively discussion about life insurance. Now, before you roll your eyes, this is some pretty important stuff that they're going over. And uh, let's just jump right back into it. What do you think, Joe? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Steve. And you know, the, the, the eye roll with the life insurance, I will tell you this, I've had the privilege of delivering um, a tax-free death benefit check to a, a client, to a family in, in that was in dire need. And that was the most unbelievable feeling as a financial professional. You, 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 can't, you can't even explain the experience. And Paul, you, you deal with that a lot more than we do over here. But once you realize the power of that leverage and, and who it benefits, it becomes a totally different ball game. Um, so I wanted to take this segment, Paul, and talk to you a little bit about how these products have the innovation that the insurance companies have, have really put forth with the product design and how they're doing more than just a traditional death benefit, the innovation of these products. Could you just spend a little time talking about the industry, you know, where it's going, these products? If you could just give us a little insight on that, Paul, I know our radio listeners would really appreciate it. Yeah, Joe, and, and that was a great um, lead into this because I've delivered a lot of death checks and I got to tell you, there's no greater feeling knowing that you provided something that no one else did. Their final, their financial advisor didn't do it. No one else did. You guided them in the right direction. And when everyone else at death is coming for money, you're the one that's coming with a check. And there's so much more to it now due to the innovation of life insurance. All right. So um, one of the things I, I, I'll tell the, the, the listeners out there, I've been doing this for 23 years, and I could probably count on one hand how many days I didn't deal with life insurance, right? But I will tell you, I felt like, I always use the analogy, the first 16 years of my career, I kind of had the iPhone 1, okay? It was kind of the, the basic products. It was They all kind of did the same thing. All of a sudden, about eight years ago, we went into Excel mode here and we went from iPhone one to iPhone 16, right? Um, They've added all these different benefits inside the policy. You can get to your death benefit um, before you, before you pass away. Now, if you qualify, um, if you can't perform two of the six daily acts of living, um, not to bore you and go into them, but it's bathing yourself, uh, feeding yourself, transferring. Okay. Cognitive, um, function, things like that. Those are the things that, that insurance companies, um, they're now, they understand the life expectancy when someone can't perform the two, two of the six daily acts of living. They know that 
the lifespan of this individual has been shortened. So they allow them to go in and get tax-free dollars from their death benefit to use in those final stages of life. Um, same thing if you have a heart attack or you have a stroke. Now these life insurance companies will give you $25,000, $35,000 of your money. And that is to get you back on your feet for the time that you miss at work. Sometimes I sell these benefits that those might be more important than the actual death benefit themselves. Okay. Um, I tell everyone, hey, walk through life with me. I think every listener right now should really sit down and think about if today you don't make it home, how does that affect your family? Okay, how how is your family going to get by if you don't make it home? Um, your kids may may need counseling. Your wife may need counseling. Your husband may need counseling. There are going to be more costs associated with the fact that you're not here, not just the loss of income. Okay, but usually you're not going back to work right away. Your spouse. Maybe there's there's other things, you know, maybe you're the breadwinner and that's great. And you, you have this big home, but your wife wants to sell the home. But now she might have a problem because maybe she has no credit. OK, those are things that people don't think about. And the different type of life insurance policies that are out there do different things. OK, um, cash value can be used if you lose your job to help pay months of your mortgage till you find another job. Um, try doing that with a 401k when you're 35 or 45 years old, or even 52 years old, right? There's going to be penalties. There's going to be, um, in, there's, there's going to be taxes that are owed. That money gets added into your tax bracket, which could cause you to pay even more taxes. All these different things add up. So what we try to do with the innovation of these products is we want to try to create a portion of your portfolio, okay, that is, that is different than the rest of your portfolio. It's not designed on a lot of risk. It's not designed on happening to be um, 59 and a half before you can use it. It's designed on other things that go on in life. And that's why no one should ever tell you to put all your money in life insurance, but we really need to look at your whole overall portfolio and let's see what real diversification is, okay? If somebody has a million dollars and and I can talk to them, they'll say, oh yeah, we're diversified. We're in 60 different stocks. Well, you're still in all stocks, okay? There's real estate, there's all these other things, but there's this one portion of your portfolio that I promise you will become the most important piece of your portfolio if the worst case scenario ever happens and that's your life insurance. And it amazes me, there's a lot of financial professionals out there that don't understand it, so they get overwhelmed by it, and maybe they're managing your entire portfolio, but they leave out that one piece that one piece, they forget to tell you that you could die. And all they're planning at that point, okay, because their planning is based off of your income, off of returns. The moment you pass, that's all over. Your college, your kid's college funding is not going to get funded anymore, all right? But if you have life insurance and you take a small piece of, of your portfolio every single year and you add to it and, and you build that life insurance contract, if, if the worst day of your life happens, you will be prepared and so will your family. Yeah. I think adding that protection element to your retirement lifestyle is probably one of the most important things you can do. Cause as Paul just said, look, it, it can all be changed in a heartbeat in an instant, everything could be different, you know, and that's why people like Paul professionals like Paul are out there helping families protect from this. And this is a very real risk. Look, we are all not going to be here forever. Our, you know, our days are numbered from, from the moment we take our first breath. You know, to not plan is, is silly. And as a, as a financial professional on our end, we've adopted protection element to every one of our retirement plans because we have to consider hazards, especially very real hazards like death. Or, or even disability. And that's a great thing about some of these policy, policies, Paul, and, and the innovation of them. You know, one of the things that we, we saw early on in my career, you know, 20 years ago, we would see people say, well, I'm not buying that. That's not for me. You know, if I croak, who cares? These insurance policies now have innovated and evolved to the point where the, the person, the insured actually has benefits. Like you said, they can access the death benefit you know, tax-free to, to pay for things like care, home health care. You know, we had a client that had a stroke that ended up getting a hundred grand out of their insurance policy tax-free. 
He was able to put a jacuzzi in. You know, he was able to do his his rehabilitation from home after having a, a stroke. So, you know, he wouldn't have had that. He would have had to drain down his 401k money and pay taxes on that. But he was able to use that um, policy. And that's the thing is these things have innovated and, and they have taken leaps and bounds to not add that as a financial professional when you're doing retirement plans. I, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and Paul, that's why we have you on here is to open people's eyes and say, you know what, there's a way that you can protect your family and still make sure that you don't lose like those old school term policies that were maybe oversold or sold in the wrong situation. These new types of plans really, really protect not only your family, but you as well. And I think that's an important distinction that we should really illustrate, Paul, to get people to open up their eyes and say, you know, when is the best time to do this? When's the best time to look at this? You know, Paul always tells me it's right now. Now is the time yeah. to do this. Protect your family now because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Joe, there's there's the perfect trifecta right now why everybody that owns a life insurance contract in America should open it up and actually read it or take it to a professional that understands it. The trifecta is this right now. Joe, you you know this as well as I do. Been doing this for 23 years. In 2022 was the first time in my career I got an email that interest rates were rising, right? I mean, we were in a 20-year negative interest rate environment where it just continued to go down. All of a sudden, interest rates have shot back up, and interest rates are what is so sensitive to life insurance policies. It's what makes them better. Therefore, right now, we're in an environment that you can take advantage of some of these life insurance rates and some of the returns on this life insurance based off of these high interest rates. The second trifecta is we are living longer. Life insurance is based off of average mortality. So if you have an old policy from 25 years ago, it may be more expensive because of the fact that people are living longer and the new mortality tables prove that. And then the third one is the innovation. All these new bells and whistles that are tied in, most of the time they're free inside the policy. You can just simply move from one company to another or even from inside the same company to a new type of policy and add these bells and whistles as long as your health provide, allows it. That's that's fantastic. And that's one of the things that, you know, we encourage our radio listeners, our clients, you know, look at your insurance policy. Do you have the old kind or do you have one of the newer kinds that Paul's talking about? And if you're not sure, this is your opportunity to get that review. So we are going to take the next 10 callers to this show. We are going to do a financial review. I will absolutely focus on risk management. But if you own an insurance policy and maybe you have it in your drawer and in you're know, locked in a box, unlock that thing, open it up, read through it, make sure that you have what you need. And if you are not sure, this is your opportunity to call and get a fiduciary financial advisor to review that policy and make sure it is going to protect your family. It is going to protect you. This is your opportunity, Steve. Next 10 callers, we are going to give them this valuable complimentary review. Give them that magic number and we will get to work. All right, Joe, it sounds good. 800-930-5905. That's what it takes to get started, folks. It's an opportunity for you to get a practical financial review to learn about life insurance. And, and again, as, as he said, it's, it's an important part of any retirement plan. So please take advantage of this opportunity to come on in and talk about just that and more. 800-930-5905. Again, that's 800-930-5905. When we come back, last segment. With Welcome back, everybody. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. This is Wealth Health Radio. Joe Murphy is here. Joe, of course, an independent fiduciary with Murphy Wealth Management. Joining us today, Paul Payne. Paul Payne is, uh, well, he's a life insurance guy, but he's so much more than that, uh, Paul. And, and again, some great insight today. Folks, stick around. This is uh, this last segment going to cover some things that affect everyone, you, me, everybody. Yeah, I think this is an important conversation that we're having today, Paul, and I think the the timing is, is right. Um, one of the things that we always, like I said, we include 
um, protection with all our retirement plans. We absolutely want to make sure that, you know, our plan is not devolved or derailed because of an unforeseen event. We all know we're going to pass away. What we don't know is the when, and we don't know the how, and maybe we become disabled or maybe we, you know, we can't work or we become sick. You know, all these things are threats to these retirement plans. And, you know, our plans is people um, and anything can come out of anywhere. You know, life doesn't happen in a vacuum. Life throws curveballs. That's why it's so important when you're faced in this in this route to choose one path or the other, you know, we encourage our clients to take the sure thing, the guaranteed thing. But again, it's all about cost when it comes down to it. You might have the will and say, you know what, I want to protect my family. I want to make sure we have this valuable coverage, but can I afford it? You know, does it make sense fiscally to me to put this into my plan? Am I allowed to, you know, can I, is it going to wreck, you know, the couch that I wanted to buy? These are all things that are, you know, we talk to our clients about. And Paul, I wanted you to address the cost of insurance. You know, I know you can't give an accurate quote to every single radio listener out there, you know, over the air, but let's talk about cost. You know, what is the, the basic cost of insurance? How does it work? What can people expect to pay? Could you just review that real quick with us? Yeah, Joe, um, you know, we've talked a lot about stigma. And I think one of the reasons why life insurance, I, I think professionals as well as individuals are looking to buy it, um, they it, it provides pain to those people because they the stigma of insurance is, you know, car insurance, you're forced to to have it. And then you you pay all this money and then you pray every day that you don't need it. Like you don't want to use it. No one buys an insurance policy and then runs out and can't wait to, to use it. Okay. <laughs> Same thing with your home. You know, you've got this big asset that you own. Very few people are walking around with their home uninsured, but, but a lot of people are walking around with their life uninsured. And it's normally because they don't understand it. And they don't understand the cost. And I will tell you, especially term insurance is one of the cheapest insurances you can possibly buy. Um, so if if it comes down to it's unaffordable overall, bigger policies, I get it. Sometimes you, you've got kids, you've got college, you got all these things going on, but at least cover your income. However, when we really break down insurance in general, I think life insurance is actually a really good deal. It's one of the better deals out there in the financial world. Um, one of my one of my favorite examples was just in my office last night. I had a, a young couple. They're in their early 40s in my office, and he had done really well. He's got a lot of money out at one of the local steel mills in a 401k. I was shocked by how much he had in it. He'd max funded for 20 years and has done pretty well. Um, last year, it didn't do too well, right? And he has a universal life policy with me. And I can remember the numbers kind of because we just did this last night, but it was a half million dollar universal life policy. And he he was looking at the total cost to the policy and the total cost was $2,188 a year. And he said, you know, Paul, I'm, I'm trying to use this as a supplement to retirement. I'm putting about $6,000 a year into this, but you guys are taking out, you know, 33% of this as cost. And I looked at him, I said, correct. And I said, but you know, the, the good part about this is if you overfund it by more, and he has the ability to put about 16000 a year into it, that percentage goes down. And he said, well, I still don't like the cost of the twenty the 2188 I said, well, let me ask you a question. You've got this 401k over here that's got about $600,000 in it. I said, what are your fees inside the 401k? And his answer blew me away. He said, I don't think there are any. And Joe, you and I both know that's so far from the truth, right? Right. And I said, the average 401k is about anywhere from 2.8 to 3.2. Would, would you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, they're, they're most people, and I agree with that sentiment exactly, Paul. Most people yeah. don't know the fees that they pay in the retirement plans for sure. So his, his account last year lost about $12,000. So when we looked at his cost at about 3% on $600,000, that means the, the investment companies charged him $18,000 to lose twelve grand. And he's worried about the 2188 that the life insurance company is charging him, but they're forgetting the fact that they carried a half million dollars of coverage last year, that if something happened to him, that half million dollars would be injected into his family. Now, at 40-some at 40 years old, early 40s, what if he died tomorrow, how would the 401k ben, benefit from him, Joe? It, it wouldn't. He, he it, would have this tax bomb with a 10% penalty when his wife goes to use it. So you really have to understand how the tools work and why the expenses are what they are. And, and once you get a grasp on that and understand it, um, 
life insurance makes a lot more sense to people. I love that analogy because it's about cost effectiveness and, you know, know what you're paying right. for and what it's doing. You know, we've all seen the commercials, you know, we do better when you do better, you know, we, the, the percentage and then the ability to, you know, lose assets and not get anything out of it. You're paying a fee. What are you getting out of that with the life insurance? You're paying a fee. There's, there's, a tangible benefit to it. And the tangible benefit is that death benefit, that tax-free death benefit. So you know that your hard-earned money, the fee that you are paying is actually going to do something for you. Whereas like you said, with your client, and we see it all the time um, with the fees, if you know we have a, a down market, you know, the next six months here, that fee is not going to change on those on those investment plans or on the retirement plans. It's going to stay the same. You're going to keep getting charged. What are you getting out of that? Are they going to say, you know what, you paid a little, you know, you paid enough fees here, we're going to reimburse it? No, you're not going to get anything out. Know what you pay. But I think that's a really good point on cost, Paul, is understand it and understand what it does for you and how it can protect. I think these are the things that are easy to gloss over and say, ah, it's too expensive. I don't want to do it. Understand what that cost is and what the benefit is for that cost. And I think once you illustrate that and you show like you did with your clients, it opens up a lot of people's eyes and say, I can protect my family. I can protect the next generation. You know, we can make sure the grandkids go to, you know, whatever university they want to, or we can set up future legacy plans. There's so many different things that you can do with life insurance. Paul, let me ask you this. You've been doing this for a long time. Do you have any favorite like outcomes or, or cases or anything that you've done that I know you just don't obviously use life insurance as a death benefit. You use it very creatively. Are there any like f stories that you can tell about success stories about how you've used life insurance in the past? And maybe our radio listeners would be interested in hearing some positive outcomes to uh, some life insurance planning. Yeah, I've got, um, you know, a bunch of them. Um, you know, life insurance is an emotional thing, right? I mean, I've, I've seen tears dropped in my office a hundred times, right? Um, but I, I, I always tell one story that I was involved in. Actually, I was helping an advisor on this case. And it was a young woman. Um, she was a single mom. She was 24 years old. And she had a daughter who had se severe cognitive issues. Okay. And this child's never, the, the child was only two, a lot of health issues. Life expectancy of this child was about 20 years. Okay. And the child, oh. I think, was around two years old. And the mom was referred in. And the, I had a lot of respect for her because once her child was born the way that her child was born, she went to nursing school because she wanted to try to take care of her child the best she possibly could. And she was a nurse. She was making good money. And she came to us and she said, my biggest fear in life, what keeps me up at night is if something happens to me, no one's going to take care of my child like I would. And I, the only thing that will help that is money, right? The more money my child has the more opportunity uh, there is to pay people to take care of her. And she, she looked at me and she said, I need $2 million of life insurance. And all I have to spend is $800 a month. And I remember looking at her and I said, well, with the life expectancy, I think we're okay with a 20 year term policy. And she agreed. Um, her 20 year term policy ended up being $68 a month. So wow. there's things like that where people they have in their head, $2 million is such a large number. It's going to cost me so much money when in reality, it doesn't. In reality, it's a very cheap type of insurance. And she said that literally the stress level in her life was diminished for $68 a month to the point where she got off of certain um, anxiety medications because she couldn't stop thinking if something happened to me, what would happen to my child? So that's oh, one of my favorites where life insurance is so much more than a real death benefit. It's a peace of mind. And, and that was my favorite story of any client I've ever had as far as giving someone a peace of mind. I, I love that. I, I love that because it does, it, it shows the the true value in, in what you're doing, Paul. And like I said, I know you, you've used it in very creative ways, but that is so impactful to see something work in, in real time. And like you said, you know, you, you pulled up the curtains and you showed the reality. People have a, a a preconceived notion of how something works. Maybe they, they heard it through the neighbor at the, in the neighborhood, or they saw it on the internet. And, you know, sometimes we get so focused in on the negativity and the internet and the narratives and all that stuff, we forget to look behind the curtain. And that's why you want to deal with professionals when you're looking to do a retirement plan, to protect your portfolio, to protect your family. 
this is where life insurance comes in. And we wanted to take today on this show this week to really illustrate the power of life insurance and maybe break down some of those myths. And my hope is, is that everyone listening to this show is going to come away a little bit more educated and maybe take a second look or even look at those existing policies that they do have and see if it's open for review. Do you have the old kind or the new kind? I'm telling you, the bells and whistles and the benefits of these new types of insurance policies are mind blowing. And it's something that I own personally, and there's a reason for it. You know, I want I want my family to be able to move on financially without me being here. And that's what life insurance has helped me accomplish. But let's just say I have a full long life, you know, and, and I'm not concerned. I can actually borrow off the cash value inside this policy to supplement my retirement down the road. It's a it's a win-win-win situation for me. I love that Paul was able to educate me on this and show me a way that I can protect my family and still have a forced savings plan down the road that I can draw off of any time that I want. So it, it's got a lot of nice bells and whistles out there paul my guy it's just joe you're joe your i'd like to throw out one challenge fantastic. i'd like to throw out one challenge to all sure. the listeners i would like for them to sit down with a professional and i challenge them to look at their portfolio and i'd challenge them to look at what one and a half to two percent of their portfolio being reallocated into a legacy plan through life insurance would do not just for 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 their children, but for their grandchildren and for themselves if they ended up in an in a situation where they're in a long term care situation or they become disabled. Paul, I so appreciate you taking time on the show this week, my man. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge with our listener base here. And I know that we're going to have a lot of questions next week, so I might need to hitch up on a couple of those, buddy. But uh, thank you so much for spending time on the show. Uh, hey, I, I love being here. I'm always willing to come back. All right. So we are going to do one last offer for this week. Next 10 callers into the show. We are going to do that financial review and that very important portfolio review. Risk management is at the forefront, but we are also going to take your calls for legacy planning, life insurance. So if you want to look through, get that that key out and open up that lockbox and get that policy out and take a look at it. We'll review that for you. So next 10 callers into the show, Steve, give them that magic number and we will get going on those plans. Last opportunity today, folks, 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now will get the comprehensive financial review and the roadmap that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905. And Joe, as always, a pleasure to be here. And I always learn things, and this week was certainly no exception, with Paul Payne really laying it all out there. Yeah, knowledgeable guy, you know, just fun to talk to. And like I said, he's uh, he's definitely a, a friend of our firm here, and he's helped work with uh, our clients as well. Just a great, great guy. And, and gosh, protecting families, that's what it's all about. So we will talk to everyone next week. Have a great week out Content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 